Diajai. I'm a writer and creator of O Kingdom Come. Um, it's uh, coming from the publishing house Tell Our Own Tales. Uh, that's focused on telling stories that are often overlooked. So this is the first comic book feature. They usually do short films and um, videos. Um, so this is the first comic book that I'm heading um, to, to get out. Um, it focuses on the ancient kingdoms that were along the Nile and how their struggle for power and control of the Nile led to the downfall of Nubia, which was the most advanced uh, original civilization known to man. This. This, is, this is Diversified Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I got some comic book game. For those of you who thought, you know, Wakanda and, you know, you name one other comic <laughs> that happens to be Black and African focused, no, 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 there are more to come. And I have the creator, Diaja, the creator of Old Kingdom Come. He is going to give the game on how he got into the comic game win his Marvel deal, or maybe he wants to go somewhere else because he's mm-hmm. like, but I can get a better deal <laughs> over here at crypto.com. I'm giving, you know, prophecy right now. I like it. I like it. <laughs> but well, welcome to the show, brother. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Man, thank you for coming on. Um, yes, you guys, you guys, what's that name? It's Yoruba, you guys. That's Naija. That's the Super Eagle. He is here to say, yes, I'm one of the many accomplished ones. Um, I need to know what sparked you getting into the comic game, because it's an expensive, difficult game to get into. It is. It is. Um, I have been writing stories for like a while. My sister's in the media industry in Nigeria. She's done shows like Love Come Back. And um, she works for Mnet and all this stuff. And every time I write a, I write like a show or a movie, I'll say, "Hey, what do you think of the script?" And she's like, "Okay, this is great, but you know, it's a two hundred million dollar budget. I don't. <laughs> what do you want me to do with this?" I'm like, "Okay, okay, okay." So I wrote um, a short film, which they're going to be shooting later this year, called Fatherhood. Before the Kevin Hart one came out, but it was called Fatherhood. And um, she's like, "Okay, this is doable. This is I can. This is on. You can do on a real budget. This is really good." And we shopped it around and it got picked up. So I was like, oh, okay. So I'm, my writing's decent. My writing's pretty good. So I started actually writing the other more passion projects that I had for myself. And I went to go pitch it for a show. I was thinking of an African Game of Thrones kind of thing. And um, they said, this is good, but it's, it's risky for a new IP. They want to see some kind of following. So uh, someone suggested, hey, why don't you put in a graphic novel format? Walking Dead did it. Game of Thrones did it. They've all done it. And um, that's when I decided to go make it a graphic novel. Um, so it's already done. Uh, a lot of the uh, comic, I've gotten that a lot, That how expensive and, and um, how tough it is for a comic book. Uh, it, it, I think it's a lot harder when your story is not done. When it's completely done already, um, it's still expensive, but I think that that actually allows you to plan your cost a little better. Wow. So what a blessing to have a sister that kind of, you know, she was right there in a position where you could, mm-hmm. you know, throw your ball and, and, and she'll be next to, you know. Yeah, you yep, 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 yep. <laughs> she'll be next. I want to hear, hear that story as well. Definitely. That she helped you do that. Now, 
did she have a helping hand just because just to get in the game sometimes that's the hardest part to find out who can say yes who can finance who can write that check so you can mm-hmm. create the next yeah. like how, where does this all start so yeah and that's and that's that's the best part right so so she's not in in the game really she she was uh she went to school here she went to boston uh university she went there for film filmmaking and so she moved she moved back to nigeria because she wanted to work on the continent um and she, it was a long road to get to start directing and stuff like that that is i feel like that part's really doable um to move from here to nigeria or or somewhere on the continent to start working in media um that part i feel like across the board is pretty doable now you getting in and everything obviously your hustle um just hard work and networking she's not super up there connected connected but we know how to talk to we can get in the doors to talk to the right people so i feel like it's doable across the board um uh but that was yeah it was it was really good to have somebody to validate that my writing was was is a uh, sellable so that's the part that's probably the most important. So the criticism part. Now, talk about criticism. There is a lot of criticism with folks on the continent saying they're not paying enough to act. They're not paying us enough to create. Here you are in America and you're making, you know, that Naira. Um, yeah. Can you talk about the negotiation? I don't want you to tell people how much money because if you have too much, you'll have five more cousins that you never know. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, uh, so how much in which part? Like to make the book or? Well, first, uh, if you're going to sell it in Nigeria, <clears throat> yeah. is it enough to say, you know what? I can pay my bills here in America enough so I can create more and not have to work 40 hours or 60 hours. In Africa, people are shocked saying how many hours do you work a week even doctors like so I'm de- yeah i'm definitely working on the sides so i work for microsoft so mm. it's definitely uh for now before it becomes self-sufficient um if you're going to get into this i think you need you'll d- will need some kind of income beforehand will, will you be able to get there 100 uh we we did our, our kickstarter we got fully funded in two weeks that's another avenue everybody goes to um you can either use it for actual funding or you can use it for, it's a good marketing um, uh, opportunity for everyone to get eyes on your product. So uh, we used Kickstarter and um, we got, it was successful within a couple of weeks. Okay. Now, if you were in Nigeria and you got the same deal, would it have been enough to say, you know what? I don't even need another job. Hmm. So, and that's where it gets tricky. So if I was in Nigeria, because I didn't, so like I wrote it, and I pretty much was like the director of it. So would I be able to pay a, a, uh, an artist? Yeah, pretty well. I'd be able to pay an artist pretty well. Um, printing, that would be pretty easy as well. Um, it would be tight, but you can probably pull it off. It'd okay. be tight, I'd say. And, and some of y'all, I'm not talking about Victoria Island. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 we ain't going there. <laughs> no, sir. I'm talking about it. K K2. Talking about Agbado. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're gonna have to be on the outskirts a little bit to, to save your coin. Okay. Where where you know your your average person is living. It's like yeah. saying, Oh, I'm gonna be in Melrose or Beverly Hills. I'm not uh-huh. talking about that. Because you can spend too much money wherever exactly. you are. In, exactly. In the world. That's true. That's true. 
Now, because, you know, you had to pay an artist, and I have a, a children's book, uh, my wife and I did, and we do them on our children's uh, vacations we do, right? Awesome. And I tell people, illustration costs, and they say, it doesn't cost that much. I found someone to do my whole book for $200 on Fiverr. That's okay. I like to pay my people properly. I don't have any Fiverr artists, and there's some great ones on Fiverr that do cost, but yeah. when you talk about the budget of what it costs to pay an illustrator because you need somebody who's going to stay with you, stick with you, be loyal mm -hmm. to the soil. So explain how you found that person and just budgeting that cost. So I already knew that was going to cost a lot. So I, I uh, got ready for to spend. Um, I wanted to do a couple of pages a week. I'm pretty detailed and I, I can be a, I could be a little controlling of that aspect. So I actually worked with about three at the same time, all drawing the same things. Um, and they were all doing probably 100 a page. Um, so that's about 300 that I'm, I've budgeted that, okay, if something goes wrong, if somebody falls through, I still have two other people that are still moving on time on schedule. And um, so I had, and that's what I always tell people. And that's the part where it's really expensive. That's just the way I operate. If I'm not, if I'm not too familiar with the space, I'm working with multiple people at the same time. So I don't lose time because the time is the one thing that is priceless to me that I can't get back. So I'll spend that money. I'll spend that money to make sure I don't waste time. Um, so I, I was working about three artists at the same time. Um, and there's like one or two. Thousand, oh, okay. I, li I like their style a little bit more. So there are some pages of theirs that I would, I would, I'd, I'd be waiting on more than the other artists, but I also always had a backup. So I would never fall behind. A amen. Um, yeah. You must be um, single because if you do relationships, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to, the bride price uh, uh, alone, we got to take it step by step. And, and so we're out of this country, so we're not breaking any laws. But, yeah. uh, I, I definitely, I, I love it. Now, can you give that young person who says wow this is really cool i didn't even know we could do this without mm -hmm. you know a major studio budget yeah you have a great job but yeah. it doesn't matter how much money you have it's what you do with it exactly. so how long did it take to prep to say you know what i'm going to take this amount of money put it to the side not touch it and when did you know you were ready ready yeah 100 percent. um so and and the thing with so and the money is the money thing is, is what helps my time, right? So if I didn't have as much, and that gives me, I have a good idea of what I would do because I tried making, um, well, I did make a, a mobile game app for Zynga that like completely broke. I like did, I coded it myself. So you would have to take on a lot more yourself, obviously, if, if you don't have that much and you're younger. Um, you might, I, I don't believe in trying to learn. I can't draw. So I didn't even bother trying. I know there's some people that are trying to learn to draw, but I can't draw. I can't, it's not happening. <laughs> I can't draw a straight line. So um, I didn't bother trying to learn to draw. If you have a gift of uh, being able to draw, then you should definitely take that part on yourself. I would say taking that, that would probably cut a lot of what your cost will be. Um, when I knew I was ready was, um, I'm trying to see, I wanted to do earlier this year, I actually was working with another artist um, and we did character designs. And then they said, they kept saying, oh, yeah, yeah, after the character designs, we'll get started on the book. And then they, they said, um, after some time, they're like, oh, you know, a comic book is a lot of work. 
and uh we, we need to really plan this i'm like, i'm ready man i got let, let's go like i've been we, i've been ready for this he's like, okay well, let me i have some other commissions and i'll get back to you kind of thing. once you say that to me i gotta go search i gotta go <laughs> i gotta go get to work i gotta go find other people because you can say that to me multiple times um so that's when i knew i was ready like, okay this is going because that the same artist or person was working on their own book as well so that's you have to think all the other people have other intentions at the same time so i was ready I, I knew that within a few months i could probably get it done um so i would say like like february february march this year i was ready like, okay let me go get this done i have the artist i want i know where i'm going to end this book because i wrote i wrote this whole story as a series so the first you know that first 20 minutes of a new show that catches you catches your attention uh that's what i split up into volume one and two of this book um so it translated well to comics since i already wrote it at, from a director from a director perspective wow wow and and you know you went to school but you didn't necessarily go to school to learn how to do this no so not at all <laughs> what, what university outside of school what courses did you take or, or how did you learn you know how to do this in the steps needed Okay, so the, I guess the most important part is the writing. The writing, I practiced. Uh, I practice. I just, I'll write something. Is this good? And come and be critical of yourself, right? So something that happens a lot, and it's probably going to trigger a bit, is um, uh, not being, so we're a part of this uh, Black comic creator. There's a lot of superheroes in there. I don't believe in doing something if there's something already better or very comparable to it. Um, I think that you'll you'll face a lot of saturation uh, to try and stick out. It's going to be really tough. So unless you have um, like um, what Robert Kirkman did with Invincible, like completely changed the superhero genre. If you're just making another superhero, I wouldn't do that. That's where I, I wouldn't do that because I want I want something that sticks out. I want something that will be a, a eye catcher. Um, so being critical of what you're writing. That's the that's probably the most the the biggest part of being like ah this thing isn't really that good I've let go of a lot of things that were very similar to something else and I just trashed it and so I'd be like oh you can't do that that uh what if you have a different view of it I'm like no it's not there's so many other things you can make that are very unique that will stick out that you don't have to worry about this one thing I remember when I was a teenager I wrote a I wrote a story about this this sport that they play on skates and they pass a ball around. And I saw the trailer for Rollerball. It was like it was like the 2000s. I don't know if you remember. It, it was a, it, the movie. Didn't, the movie didn't do great, but I saw it and I trashed it. I was like, ah, and I trashed it. <laughs> I just trashed it. Like it was too similar to what I was writing. So I think that part allows you to make things that are really going to be like, oh wow, I've never seen that. Oh wow, I've never experienced something like this before. Um, there's a bunch of stuff I've written that I saw something similar. I was, like, I was worried about Black Panther. When Black Panther came out, I was like, no, don't do this. <laughs> but um, it was different enough that I was like, okay, this is going to affect what I make. So, um, but yeah, being critical of what you're writing, uh, the, the writing is the most important part. Um, if you draw, then obviously be critical of what you're drawing. Let it be, compare yourself to the majors. If you don't feel like it comes, comes close to the majors, keep practicing or drop it. And so... You know, and, and there's so many things in entertainment that are similar and people mm -hmm. say, oh, so, so stole my idea. And it's like, no, there's just a lot of ideas. A lot of ideas, that's right. 
how do you, you know, say, okay, now I need, you know, a deal. Did you first say, let me get a literary agent? Or did you say, let me create my own publishing house, my own, you know, studio, so then I can run it through the business so I won't be a self-published uh, author? Like, what was your format? My thing is, I'm my own publishing house. Yeah. And, you know, that that's me. That's just the way that I like it. But what was your method? I like, I agree. I think it's your own publishing house in the beginning. I think you're going in uh, so without any without any leverage, you're not going to get a great deal. If you just go in as a, as a self-publishing and you have a fan base and your book, your book takes off, they're going to come to you. Those, those houses will come to you. Um, if you want, if you want them, then you can use that to actually negotiate. I don't think you should go in. So uh, depending on what you're looking for, I don't think you should go in so early. Um, and that's with any business model. I think you should try and do as much as you can um, depending on the product. And then um, use that to negotiate on your way in. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and, and I love that. Now, what conferences have you gone to that have, you know, you're like, this is a great conference. This is where I need to be every year. Mm-hmm. So COVID kind of hurt things this year, but uh, I did, I do, I am signing up for BlurredCon. So that's actually this weekend. And I've basically been picking creators' brains for the past few months, getting on podcasts, um, just trying to, try and hear what what uh problems they're facing in the industry to know what what i could what hurdles i'd have to overcome the conferences um besides blurred con that was the only one i could find that was actually active for this year um so i'm looking forward to that that's going to be this weekend okay and if you you know you get to have your your goals and and what you want to set up would you rather you know not that you have to choose one or the other but would you rather, you know, my comic books blow up or my comic book turns into a movie? I'd rather mm-hmm. that happen than it be like this, you know, Superman series. And then eventually someone finds it. Like, what would be your ideal way of this growing? Oh, man, the ideal way would be uh, volume one and two do well. And then I can probably pitch it for a show. I'd like it to be a show. Um, I, I would like the people to be able to I like I would like the culture to be able to see themselves on TV in a different way a little bit uh I think it's long overdue that we're seeing especially since a lot of the content that we gravitate to is stuff based off our ancients so I I would love for it to be you know our ancients that are being seen but oh that guy looks like me and that this person looks like this that other person looks like me as well um, I would love, yeah, that'd be, that'd be the ideal situation, uh, a show after, after volume one and two. Now, when you go and talk about our ancient history, because, you know, many people in this country and, and maybe much of the West know black folks of, we only came out when we were slaves and that was our yeah. intro. To the world. <laughs> that was it. We just came and dropped that out of the sky. Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were, you know, but when you get into the ancient, you have even... Africans, especially those who are, are Christian, um, mm. who, oh, no, no, you can't say those towers. They, that's juju. That's, mm. that's mysticism because, yeah. you know, colonization has made it where anything that isn't in the 66 books, which is not even the complete Bible. That's uh, right. Tell them, tell them, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> tell them. 
Yeah. Can, can you talk about that in any pushback? Maybe an aunt or a family member. Don't say oh, yeah. No, no, no. Hundred percent. Uh, no, I had something similar happen on another show where somebody was um telling me how complicated uh this uh and I did. I, I, he meant well. I don't think it was, but but I was, I'm like, okay, this is interesting because this is what people are thinking. Um, how complicated it would be to try and pull this story off i'm like oh the story's pulled off it's done <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what you mean it, it, i already wrote it like you're just experiencing it now um so and that's what i you that and, and those those views they're not ill-intended it's just they need to see it from a different angle and that's what i'm hoping to do so the stuff with the mysticism and all that um if they see it in a different way like gods and all that if they see it in a different angle maybe it'll be easier to be like oh, okay so this wasn't so evil. It was just made that way because they didn't understand it or or um, it didn't, you know, it didn't go against it went against our interest. So it's, it's, it's a way to see it in a different angle that will help you to, like, digest that that part of our culture more, because there's a lot. There is a lot from the research I did. I spoke to Dr. Renoko Rashidi. He's, he's a huge historian. Um, Barrister Comey, he wrote the 100 uh, African Kings and Queens. He wrote that book. So I spoke to all these these historians while I was writing this, and um, it, the the general consensus is there was a lot that happened, and it happened very fast. And that was what that's why it's hard to understand why why we fell so so far so quickly. Um, but yeah, it's I, I definitely think another angle of seeing that of the juju and the the uh, other other uh, form of mysticism. Once you see the angle of it, you'll understand it better because they they put in their shows. There are all kinds of witches in Game of Thrones, and it's all fun and dandy there. <laughs> it's not evil there. So um, so once you see another angle of it, I think that's that's what's going to help them to digest it better. It, it's crazy, and uh, the late Dr. Henry Clark. They share yeah. a lot of light on the history of all of the religions and how they come back to the birthplace of man, which only makes That's sense right. if it's the birthplace yep. of man, right? And how you can see something on TV, like you just said, and it's all good that they can do that. Mm -hmm. as, and I'm talking with Black people, you know, yep. because I can't even take what outsiders say of the culture. What do they know? But when yep. your own Black folk, even those who were born on the continent of Africa, so we don't give any excuse, that, mm -hmm. that, that is of the devil. And That's the devil. That is of the ancestors. It's not, it's not fair. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's so important how you can see how, like, just being indoctrinated into a, a viewpoint, it stays and it sticks and it's hard to get rid of. Um, we, my wife was talking about how she got here. Uh, my wife's from Nigeria. We met in high school. Um, but uh, she was talking to another lady at the park where, where, where my kids were playing. And I love how the, the it changed because of my mom. It was my mom back in the time. My mom, mom, my mom and African-Americans did not get along. Uh, there was a whole thing where African-Americans feel like, you know, Africans were being bougie. They didn't want to they didn't want to try and like connect. And now that kind of dissipated a lot. They're actually connecting. Um, and uh, it's it's very interesting because they don't teach. They don't teach Africans about slavery. They don't know anything about it. In fact, if you ask about, uh, I, I remember with my when during our wedding when my I brought my groomsmen from here there, so they got a culture shock. But uh, but uh, my grandmother was like, "Oh, there's black people in America," 
That's my grandmother said. She's like 90 something. She's like, what? Where they come from? They're like, yeah, they're the made they're the major's friends from America. Like, there's black people in America. <laughs> so they don't know. They don't under like that's and that's she's from like the village. So you can imagine where else that that viewpoint is. And then there's the other viewpoint of people that that were involved a little bit in the slave trade, but they didn't understand the extent of the humanity that was being beaten out of people because they have they have a they have like a apprenticeship method in in this in Nigeria where kids work as households they're they're stamping it out but it was never what they do here that you get beaten and raped it wasn't like that it was like you're adopting a kid and they helped out around the house so it's very interesting because uh, i think tunubu's mother um which is one of the popular governors in nigeria mother was was, was a famous textile seller and she was she used to sell in the slave, slave trade so when she found that out she stopped it immediately so there's a lot there's a lot that goes into all of that um uh, and I and I address a lot of it, and I frame it in a way that people can understand. I don't want to beat them over a stick over the head with it, but but I definitely want them to know it's important. Yeah, and you know, for anyone listening and say I've heard Kellen talk about the house help. See, that's why I'm trying to go to Africa. First of all, <laughs> I didn't have to go to Africa to have help around the house. I have mm-hmm. help now, and I appreciate that help. And even when you're in Africa, and that that person can be living on your premises. And that can be a family member. And I like to overpay people as much as it allows, but it's stimulating the economy and giving a job. So it's not taking advantage of somebody. And if you have a driver, your driver will most likely eat with you, you know, if Mm -hmm. you're going on a journey. It's like family. Yeah. So I don't want anyone to get it mixed up like, oh, we just love Africa because we can pay the police. We can have all this. No, it's not like that. Yeah. (laughs) You, you know, because because I didn't have to go to anywhere to do that. Thank God I work hard, but mm-hmm. everybody else, it's just the culture. And if you don't have that or if you're not comfortable with that as an expat, especially, um, I could understand. There's no shame in doing all that labor yourself. It's yeah. just not for me, you yeah, know. 100%. Yeah. So, no, I, I love that. Now, you're going to have success. You have the capital connections, as they say. You know, you got to have connections, but you got capital connections. <laughs> what is a community give back that you are doing or that you plan on doing in the future? Um, I'd love to give the books. Uh, I've already worked with a printer in Lagos. Um, my my sister, that same one, uh, she runs a nonprofit called You're for Africa, where she kind of takes kids' uh, artistic talent and showcases it. So I want to be giving them books. Um, I want to do other things outside of the entertainment space um, that I'm probably going to be unveiling close to early next year once I can actually travel travel there again. But I definitely want to start with giving them books, let these kids see what they look like on a, on a grand scale. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the kids that signed up for the book already, their names are going to be in it. So that's what I'm going to be starting out as. I hope it can be something a lot bigger uh, down the line for sure. Man, this no, this is awesome. And I hope that since you are in Florida, that you're able to check out the NATPE.org conference, especially if we can do it in person again oh, yeah. this year. That would be awesome in Miami because okay. I think you need to um, be out there. They need to see, you know, this is a this is where the buyers go. This is where the executives of TV and the producers go. Oh wow. And, okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, me game. <laughs> With unity, we all win, and we got to make sure that we're giving this information out 
So when we're at a conference or in a building, we're not the only one because we're not special. It's just what we learn and how we, you know, jump on that opportunity. Right now, I want you guys to go jump, look in the description box, whether you are listening or those of you who are watching. I'm getting more and more watchers, but I thank for the thousands and thousands and thousands who listen as well. And go to the website, O Kingdom Come. I also want you to check around and see if that Kickstarter is still active and that you can jump on that as well. So you yes, can see available there. So when you do see this on the big screens, you won't say, oh, I should have got the collector's item when it was available. <laughs> That's right. I'm yes. not going to print them. I will not print them anymore once it's fixed. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to leave the people with, the game? Oh, yeah, definitely. I really hope you check it out. Um, uh, the, the, the history along the Nile and on the continent period is rich, super rich, and it's just completely, completely, completely been overlooked. Uh, people take little things from it and add it to their own stories that don't involve us. And um, I really hope you check this one out and feel empowered by it. Uh, follow it around. Let it be your new obsession. And uh, yeah, man, I want to answer any questions. I, I want you guys to be involved in the conversation. You guys have got the game. For all you know, with the right pledge, maybe you could even be a character. Who hey. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. You got the game. If you do nothing else, this with someone it may change their life you guys have been yes, blessed man. thank you for coming on brother appreciate you thank you are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings? or 54,250 West African CFA. Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.